Have you ever had a week where the week started off great and by the end of the week you're just like, hot damn, all that positivity just got sucked out of you. (laughs) That's how I feel this week. This is episode 31 of Bottom of the Table and the enthusiasm started high this week for our sporting teams and then it just ended on some wacky ass lows let's talk it we're talking new york liberty wnba pittsburgh pirates mlb and goddamn fc cincinnati in the mls let's go glenn jarman sports presents bottom of the table you are listening to Bottom of the Table podcast. We are brought to you by Glen Jarman Sports. I am the host. Thank you for listening. If you're new here, our concept is simple. We jump on the bandwagon of last year's teams. That came last place. Yes, last year's losers. And we follow them all season long, running their highs, lows, and everything in between. So, as the intro said, if I did this podcast on Wednesday... I would have been a hell of over the moon and be full of energy and full of beans and been like, this is absolutely crazy. But it's the end of the week and I'm just like, god damn, these teams. Ah! So let's start it. Let's go positive to worst. Let's talk WNBA New York Liberty. So the New York Liberty had two games this week. First game against the Dallas Wings. We won that game 99-96. to That game came down to the wire. Uh, we started hot and then it evened up. So Dallas got back right into the game. We won by three points. Sammy Whitecomb had 26 points for us. She was our top scorer. And Sabrina just dishing out the dishes. 12 assists. God damn, I love Sabrina's game. Then our second game was against the Fever of Indiana, and we lost this game. This game was a game of two halves. First half, it was us. Second half, it was the Indiana Fever, and boy, oh boy, did they come back strong. They overtook us, and then we just couldn't get ahead. We literally just somewhat crumbled upon them, and they ended up getting a huge gap on us and winning by about 12 points. So it was... Very much a game of two halves. You watch that first half going into half time, and you're like, We got this in the bag. No, we did not. Takeaways from this game Laney had 23 points. That's probably the highlight. Assists there's like a few people with assists around the four benchmark, nobody dramatically high. Same with rebounds, the load was shared. This, yeah, as I said, you watch this, you can watch it in two halves. First half, that's what we want to be playing at. The second half is not what we want to be playing at, and we absolutely crumbled. So the New York Liberty are playing 50% ball this week. We won one, lost one. That's okay. Um, Year to date, we are playing, well, overall, we've played the season 50-50. Played 20 games, one team lost 10. So, I mean, that's, that's okay, I guess, at 50%. Uh, we're third in the East. And we're six overall in the WNBA. So 50% ball from our team. We're happy with that, especially with from where we were last year. Good step up. Now let's talk about, well, whom I, I'm going to say is the second best team that we're following this week. We're only following three teams. So I'm going to say second best. 
and probably not stat wise, but it will get to the worst anyway, in my opinion. Let's talk Pittsburgh Pirates in the MLB. Okay, Pittsburgh Pirates fan. In episode 30, I was just like, yeah, I'm over it. We had a seven game whatever losing streak. I was just like, what do you do? <laughs> I'm following my players. That's all I care about now in this uh, ongoing season. Guess what happened? We went on a three-game win streak. Yes. It was crazy to see. However, we finished <laughs> we finished the week losing. So, mixed bag for us. This week, we played the Brewers. We won that game 2-0. So, we did not get swept in that series. Then we came back. We had a three-game series against the Braves. First game up. We won that game 11-1. That game was marvellous to see. Great batting performance by us. Awesome. Then we had the game against, well, the second game against the Braves. 2-1. That game went down to the ninth innings. And boy, oh boy, was that fun to watch. And that was literally one of the weirdest things I've seen. Because it was a walk-off win where bases were loaded and the Braves pitcher basically just threw walks. So we would end up getting the batter to move the first. And then the third baseman just walked home. Which was really, really weird. It was like you gave up. But I don't know. I, I guess at the end of the day it's all stats. And one home run to win the game on you as a pitcher is better than Four home runs on you as a pitcher. But hey, that was a great game. Then, <laughs> then it all came apart. Hopes were high. Because we were like, ooh, are we going to pull out that sweep broom emoji? Because we could be sweeping this series. Final game against the Braves. Yeah, we lost this. 14-3. to We absolutely got smashed. Then... We played the number one seed in the NL East, the Mets. First came up. <laughs> we lost this 13-4. In two games, we had 27 runs put on us. Hot damn. But then we turned it around. Yes, after a rain delay, wash out. Two games back to back. We won the first game 6-2. Yes, we got back on the board and we could raise that Jolly Roger once again. Second game up, though, we lost that 4-2. So we're back on a one-game lose streak. What do you do? What do you do? Overall, a decent week for the Pittsburgh Pirates in relation to how they have been playing. It's better than losing all games. I mean, we won four games, lost three. So overall, above 50% for the week. Overall, though, 133 for the season, lost 56. So we're still below the 400 benchmark. It's okay. I mean, we're last in the NL Central, but we're still better than the Diamondbacks and the Oreos. So, we are happy. And in addition to this, because it is All-Star Game for the MLB. I was going to say All-Star Weekend, because I'm used to the NBA where they do like the All-Star Weekend. But hey, it's going to be my first All-Star Game to watch. Uh, for uh, the baseball, but our second baseman, Adam Fraser. Yes, Adam Fraser of the Pittsburgh Pirates is a starter 
for the NL All-Stars. Congratulations, and I'm watching this solely because <laughs> I'm praising Gordon. If our team didn't have any All-Stars, I would have been like, yeah, no, I'll pass it. So it's going to be interesting to watch to see how an All-Star game pans out. I'm hoping that they just smash it around the park. I don't know if it's going to be as exhibition-y as the, w- oh, as the NBA All-Star game is, so it's going to be interesting to see. It'll be a lot of fun. I'll be able to tell you next week. Now, let's talk about the one team that I don't want to talk about. <sighs> FC Cincinnati. Let's go. MLS. FC Cincinnati. This concept is simple. Step one, you build a brand new stadium. Step two, you fill it full of fans. Step three, you go there and you play and you win a goddamn home game in front of your home fans to give them something to cheer about because all your games you have played in your brand new stadium, you have not won. And I cannot fathom in my mind how we didn't win this game. So, we played Columbus. Let me set this scene for you. One minute into the game. Goal! FC Cincinnati is on the board leading 1-0. 24 minutes into the game. Goal! FC Cincinnati is up 2-0. 42nd minute in the first half. Yes, a Columbus defender gets red carded off. Columbus is now shorthanded the rest of the match and it is a defender who has been sent off. Then an extra time in the first half, Columbus scores. So we go into the half, 2-1 up. So we're 2-1 up at half time. They are a player down because he got red carded. We come out, we start that second half. 77th minute, goddamn Columbus scores again. It is 2-2. For the next 45 minutes, from half time to full time, we were unable to manipulate or control the game enough because they were shorthanded to take advantage of that extra player and score another goddamn goal to win the match. You are in front of your home stadium, your home fans. These are your diehards. These are the people that aren't on the bandwagon. They're paying their hard-earned money to come and watch you play. And you cannot pull finger to manipulate whatever you need to manipulate on a soft field to get that extra goal or even pull an extra defender in so they don't score that second goal. God damn, this game, from half time, there was just something about it. Like when the Columbus player went off, I was like, okay, cool, sweet. We got this momentum rolling forward. We're just going to come out, second half, we're going to dominate and we're just going to win this match. But when they scored that first goal, just before the half, it was like, damn. And I don't know if they lost faith or lost hope or lost whatever. Because then they came out in that second half, could not dominate whatsoever. And well, gave up a goal and we left with a draw. In front of your home stadium. In front of your home fans. The diehards. The people that pay good money to come and see you. I mean, I'm like this and I'm just a casual fan jumping on your bandwagon. I'd hate to see how these people, these diehard people, these diehard fans feel. And, I mean, you can get a taste of what they feel because you jump on the Twitter after the match and holy shit. Just disappointed, man. Just 
extremely disappointed in FC Cincinnati. I mean, year to date, they've played 11 games, won three, drew three, and lost five. I mean, we could be six and five if we didn't draw any. Um, we're 11th in the East, and I mean, if we continue to play in the way we're playing, especially at home, because we've got another game this week, and it's an away game, and I bet you we win this game. But for some reason, this new stadium, we can't win in our goddamn new stadium. And it's a pain in the ass because it's like purpose built for you and these people are packing it out. But nope, don't want to pull that extra finger out and win for us. Goddamn FC Cincinnati, goddamn. So after that little rant, let's look forward to see what games are on the dial this week. FC Cincinnati, as said, only got one game. Montreal, that's away. I hope we win. Surprise me. Surprise me with a win. I mean, I'm hoping we win, but surprise me anyway. WNBA, uh, we have got the Suns and the Lynx two games this week. As for the Pittsburgh Pirates, we've got Mets to close out the series. Orkstar game, which we're just going to follow just for shits and giggles. Well, I'll watch. I won't report on it. I'll just watch it. Um, and then we restart a new series against the Mets. So it's going to be interesting to see how we go with those games. Especially when we've got, you know, lost 2-1-1 against the Mets so far. They're a good parameter in relation to, you know, they're the top seed. So, yeah. So that's our show for the week. Nice, short, sharp, and to the point. You can follow us on Twitter, at Glenn Jarman. YouTube as well, Glenn Jarman Sports. We do another podcast on YouTube. Check it out. As always, we're following these teams because all their casual fans are jumped off. For the love of sport, for the love of the game, please come join me. Come jump on these teams' bandwagons. Jump on them with me. Follow them for one season. And then jump up if you like, or stay on. You might find players that you really enjoy. Like Sabrina in the WNBA. She is awesome. Good living.